the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The area's businessful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday if you're a 49ers fan. Congratulations. Should be a fun game next week. I'm already starting to hear that they're not a, a very good dome team. I'm like, oh, does that stuff really matter this time of year? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Whether it's about the current plight of Apple. Is it going to be the next HP, the next Microsoft? Is it going to be the next, you know, uh, what are they going to do? Clearly, their phone is not as hot and sexy as it once was. Their map service, not as cool. Their, I'd say the overall apps that they create, some people seem to be able to create better than them and then sell them on iTunes. Now, again, the company makes a ton of money. And that's not going to unwind quickly or fast. I'm not even saying that this is the beginning of the end. This may be the pause that refreshes. So it's very, very important that you be cool, relax, figure out what you need. Understand that a company like that can up their dividend, do buybacks, catch support based on valuation. There's a lot that's going on, a lot of moving parts. Teach calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. The equity markets are having a pretty good year so far. But this morning, there's some downgrades on IBM, on Verizon, on American Express, weakness in iPhone 5. Again, cutting supply orders. That's kind of, I think most people are kind of been saying that for about three months now. It seems to be news that's kind of getting rehashed. Facebook's on fire. Apple, not so much. It can be viewed as wishful thinking in hindsight right now. When you start looking at things, uh, low reading on the volatility index, which hit a multi-year low. Rising level of margin debt, which is at the highest level since February 2008. It can be argued that market participants aren't feeling overly anxious about the prospect of selling off on negative news, especially on earnings, economic, political, or otherwise. You got Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke talking at one o'clock today. I think the President of the United States is slated to talk 
I want to say around 8.15. There aren't any economic releases today to go over. China was a pretty big exception. Uh, Shanghai Composite up 3.1% following reports that China's securities regulators said the quotas for foreign investors could be increased as much as 10 times. That would be a mistake, but we'll see. Um, other big stories of note out there today. You know, complacency is a big one. Um, so far, the S&P 500 is up 3.2% for the year, which is pretty darn good. It got a lift from the view that the deal struck by Congress on income taxes rates should keep the U.S. economy from falling back into a recession. There's a lot of work to be done on the fiscal front still. You're hearing some Republicans want to hit the debt ceiling, some Republicans don't. What happens if we hit the debt ceiling? Will you not get your Social Security check? So I don't put any big credence in any one day, any one month. I look for trends. Federal Reserve and other central banks won't readily admit it, but complacency and speculation are primarily their doing. It may all be good for now, though. So unemployment numbers aren't falling fast enough, or employment numbers aren't growing fast enough, however you want to look at it. There's not a lot of inflation. Will there be? So a fix on the VIX. We had a caller last week, two callers. One was tied towards the VIX. And another basically trying to say, you know, I want to play the market for one month. So the VIX stands for basically implied volatility. It's referred to to as the fear gauge. It's a bit of a misnomer since low ratings in the VIX simply denote an expectation that that significant moves up or down are unlikely over the next 30 days. When the VIX index collapses as much as 40% on the other side of major news events like it did recently, and the S&P 500 simultaneously rides to multi-year high, a case can be said that you know people are feeling less fearful. They see less downside. Low VIX readings don't always translate to sell-offs, though. The VIX index traded between 10 and 20 for the better part of the bull market that unfolded between 2003 and 2007. But right now, people are kind of like, eh, everything's going to be okay. That's typically a sign, and I told the caller, I said, that's typically a sign that you're right. People aren't discounting, people aren't including, putting in premiums on fear. People aren't putting premiums on worst-case scenarios. Um, so, year-to-date, we've got the healthcare sector up 4.4%, financial sector up 4.3%, basic materials up 3.7%, energy up 3.3%, the SP 500 is up 3.2%. So the outperforming sectors, healthcare, financials, materials, and energy. Now, financials up 4%. Let's say that's through two weeks, right? Let's double it to, say, 8% for the month. Let's times that by 12. Yeah, clearly the financials are going to be up 96% this year. Okay, probably not. Utilities are the big losers, up just 1.3%. Telecom services up 1.5%. Information tech up 2.4%. Again, that's not bad. SP 500 is up 32 So you kind of see the game that you play. It's all about putting the pieces together and figuring out exactly how it's going to play. You don't have to be right. 
just helps to be uh, not wrong. Again, play the game is much, much more important than anything else I could tell you. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers today and see how we've opened up now that we've got about a little bit of time behind us. The Golden Globes. Ooh. Let's see. We have the SP 500 down 4, the Dow down 15, the NASDAQ down 16. 10 year Treasury sits at 1.84%, gold sits at 1666, oil sits at $93 a barrel. Oil should be a little bit lower. So, Apple cuts the iPhone production, stock falls. Is the age of Apple over? Wealthy people are flocking to pawn shops. I don't know if you've ever done this, but going to a pawn shop or going to a, a, you know, Goodwill, if you do it in a city like Palo Alto, you can find some pretty good stuff. Oh, my. Um, interesting. You know, one of the just most horrific cities that I could imagine in California is Bakersfield. Like, there's no reason I would ever want to live there. But then you start thinking about it, and you're like, you know, you know what? There's some oil wells in California, right? A lot of it's in this, oh, my goodness, Bakersfield is turning into an oil town. A lot of people are moving there now. Cheap housing, a lot of jobs coming. Just something to think about. UPS is withdrawing its $6.9 billion takeover of TNT Express, which is kind of like the European version of itself. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about here on Rob Black. Your money on the Wall Street Business Network. is underway. General Motors is showing off its new Corvette. Here's GM CEO Dan Akerson. Everything. Think of 3109. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your mind? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Rough, rough, rough Monday morning for me. For no reason. Just couldn't lose the edge last night. Take a look at Wall Street. Take a look at what's working on Wall Street today. There's some, you know, some news like Oracle. They've released an emergency update for its widely used Java software. That comes several days after government urged PC users to disable the program because of a security vulnerability. UPS is abandoning its planned $6.9 billion takeover since TNT Express. Microsoft didn't have much of a holiday season spurred PC sales. PC shipments declined about 4.3%. Wow. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. And what we come up with, what we see is a negative day. NASDAQ down 16, Dow down 15, SP 500 down 4. 
Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com, regular guest on the show. Today we're talking a little life insurance investment tip and estate planning tip. I like the tips. People like the tips. People like the easy, digestible content that Chad Burton throws out. So, well, my first tip when it comes to life insurance is uh, it doesn't work well as an investment. Okay. Now, that's one of the things insurance salespeople will do. They'll say, look, you get the insurance, but there's also an investment and a savings component, and you can borrow from it in the future. So there's a lot of bells and whistles in insurance. Well, yeah, right. But if somebody sells you life insurance as an investment before maxing out your 401k, contributing to a Roth, or doing a non-deductible contribution and converting it to a Roth if you're not eligible for a Roth, and they do a financial plan, and the first thing they do is sell you life insurance, they are awful planners. They are not fiduciaries. They should be upfront saying, I'm not a fiduciary. Don't use my services. This is essentially what they should do. Between you and me, though, Chad, I don't think the public knows that, and I don't think insurance people know that. I think insurance people are typically high school to educated. I don't think they've got any sort of degree in economics. I don't think they have any sort of degree in, in investing, which is looking into the future, whereas insurance is worst-case scenarios. Yeah. So it is just a mixing of, of theories. You know, some of the favorite people I like to hire are certified financial planners that are recovering insurance people. Like they spent a good five, ten years selling insurance. Twelve-step programs. Realize that they don't like selling and they like financial planning, but they want to do it on a fee basis. They know a lot about that industry, which you have to know to be a good planner. You have to know how insurance works. When is it right? Ninety percent of the population needs to buy term life insurance and invest the difference. But there are specific t- reasons when you buy permanent life insurance. Like if you're doing pension planning, if you have a pension that's going to go away when you die or be cut in half for your spouse, you need you, term insurance isn't going to work. You need permanent. If you have an estate issue where, let's say you're a small business owner or own a lot of property, and you die, there's a huge estate tax bill sold or due when you die, and the only way to do it is to do a fire sale on the property or the business to pay the estate taxes. That's a problem, and that's when you need life insurance held in a trust or an irrevocable life insurance trust using permanent insurance. And in fact, right now, there's such gifting opportunities for wealthy people out there that they can gift a lot of money into a trust which buys the insurance, and they can cover their entire state tax bill because for 2012 and 2012 only, it looks like uh, you can gift up to $5 million bucks out of your state while you're alive without paying any gift tax. So... Um, the issue is, is, you know, using life insurance as an investment, so many things can go wrong. They sell you this policy as an investment, right. you, showing you a ledger with great rates of return. They don't show you the other side of the ledger, which says, here's what happens if mortality expenses go up, overall expenses of the policy go up, the performance isn't good. Um, the fees can change after you buy the policy. And I've seen... Very early on, they don't, but midterm and long-term, they do. Oh, yeah. Right now, the stuff that was sold in, you know... The 90s is blowing up. Right. You know, they were sold showing 8 to 12% returns inside the investment side of the insurance policy, and that didn't happen, obviously, over the last decade. So these things are blowing up. People have put thousands and thousands of dollars into them, and they're becoming worthless. I'm with you, and, uh, you know, raise your right hand. I, 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 am, I, I have term life insurance. Do you? I do. So we're financial professionals, and we've got term, and we invest the rest. So a lot of things can go wrong with the insurance product, and... Um, a lot of times with insurance products, Chad, the, the commission's up front, whether it's an annuity product or a life insurance product, a lot of time it's take the money and run. It, it's a bad product initially, but once you have it, is it necessarily a bad product? Because the, the commission's already out of it for the salesperson and the company. Yeah, I mean, if you've got some of the older whole life policies from 
in Northwestern, New York Life, and they're the whole life good dividend paying ones. And you bought them, you know, prior to you know the two thousands. Then you probably paid all the loads, and you can look at the cash value as kind of your emergency reserves. Right. Um, you've really got to look at it. if you're spending too much and you're not able to max out your 401k or save for your kids' college or other things, and you've got these policies. You've got to get a, what's called an enforce illustration, look at it, and see when does the cash value equal the surrender value Yep. Um, to see when you're able to get out of it. And uh, you also have to look at the tax consequence because if you pull, if you surrender it and you're over age, under age 59 and a half and there's more money in it than what you put into it, yep. it's a tax consequence with a 10% penalty like an IRA. So you might have to roll it over. So quick question for you, because we're starting to wrap up here. Um, when I was 17, I dated a girl who worked for a state farm law. Insurance guy. Mm-hmm. She's like a secretary. She's pretty hot. Um, and my adult life, I've always used Geico and USAA. And they don't have insurance agents. They kind of have like an 800 number, call center number. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong for thinking I don't really want an agent? I, I kind of would rather have a big company that gets me you know, volume, volume, volume discounts versus an independent agent who comes to my house and gets to know me. Yeah, I would say that's, that's again, true for about 90% of the population. Um but I like it when people get all their stuff in one spot because it, it, if you're going to get something from Geico, also get your umbrella insurance there. Don't try to piecemeal your stuff together with different you know, discount places because you can end up making mistakes in, in values. And a lot of times to get umbrella, you have to have certain coverage on your auto and home. Um, where it gets into play where you need a real good agent is if you're wealthy. You've got ranches, you've got various homes, and you need to make ranches. sure seriously where you and need horses there, and certain types of coverage for yeah. like fire, like people in Oregon Hill, that kind of thing. You you need different types of coverage. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. If you're an individual stock player, you're always looking for companies that can beat earnings expectations, so analysts will raise their expectations going forward. Some people are, some people aren't. But again, you have to have a list of stocks that you follow on a regular basis. I tend to think most people should be buying index funds or exchange-traded funds and not individual stocks. Individual stocks are a little bit tougher order to follow on a regular basis than, say, a sector. If you do follow individual stocks, I'd strongly recommend going to Google email and setting up email alerts so that anytime your stock hits the news, whether it be a market call or whether it just be headline news, you get a little email saying, here it is, so, so that you don't really get surprised. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What are your thoughts? How to improve your finances? You know, one thing you want to have is a lot of horses. 
not literally a lot of horses, but you want to have a lot of cards in the game. You know, I don't know. War, I declare war. There's times where like threes and fours can win you a couple hands. They're your weak cards, but you play them. You see what's, what the other guy has. You hope he pulls a two, you pull a three. With that said, that's called a diversified portfolio, diversified equity. I think asset allocation and equity diversification is much, much more important than being right. And that's an odd concept for a lot of people. It's the one you got to go with. California could be the next big oil boom state. It's a very, very odd concept for a lot of people. California sit down on a massive amount of shale oil and could become the next oil boom state if the industry can get the stuff out of the ground without upsetting the state's powerful environmental lobby. Running from L.A. to San Francisco, California's Monterey Shell decided to contain more oil than North Dakota's Bakken and Texas's Eagle Ford. Both scenes of an oil boom right now that's created thousands of jobs and boosted oil production to the highest rate in over a decade. Monterey is thought to hold over 400 billion barrels of oil. That's nearly half the conventional oil in all of Saudi Arabia. The United States consumes about 19 million barrels a day. 400 billion barrels. That doesn't escape anyone in this business. It's big business. It's big. You know, as a result of the San Andreas Fault, California's geologic layers are folded like an accordion rather than simply stacked on top of each other. Those folds have naturally cracked the shale rock, and much of California's current conventional oil production, the third largest in the nation, is thought to come from the Monterey. Is this worth going out and buying real estate near it? Could be. Monterey takes off. You're talking about something that's, you know, the shale boom in the United States has created 600,000 jobs nationwide. Occidental, which is California-based and has long-held acres in Monterey, has had some success using the technology known as deep acid injection. You inject hydraulic, hydrofluoric, and other acids where they eat away at the shell rock and allow the oil to flow. It's cheaper than fracking. It sounds ominous, not as controversial. The volumes are far less. So it'll be interesting, right? If there's one state that you're like, I'm a little bit leery that this is actually going to take off, take off, you hoser. I think that would be one where you could uh, stop and say, that's an interesting prospect. So in 2013, I want you to improve your finances. Every year you get a fresh start to lose weight. You get a fresh start on love. You get a fresh start on everything. We reset. We live off a 12-month calendar. Uh, one area that I, I believe in is is discount. So if you have storage space, Costco makes a lot of sense. Keep in mind, there's hundreds of discounts all year round now. So, you know, Christmas starts in October. 
Amazon's got Black Friday deals for like six weeks, seven, eight weeks in a row. Always, always try to coordinate a budget with your partner. You'll never get to where you want to go if he's running out buying new video games and you're saving. You'll have to be forced to fight. Do you reconcile or not? Do you remarry or not? If both of you cut back on restaurant meals and other splurges, you're able to really, really get to where you want to get, financially speaking. I don't believe in paying off debt slowly. I don't believe in paying off debt fast. I think it's it's different for every person. You know, when you've got $80,000 of credit card debt, you have a serious question on whether or not you're going to be able to afford that debt. Depends on how much you make. So you can't just flat out say, boom, that's what we're going to do. So I find debt true in a lot of people's lives. I find a lot of people get in long before they think about it. You know, taxes. That, that's debt and taxes. Discounts. Tax rates are likely to rise for a lot of Americans this year. I think a lot of people who got paid on Friday saw that. Payroll tax jumped on them. They weren't expecting that. Now, we're going to have the very dramatic fiscal debt cliff. Debt Debtmageddon. You know, watch your deductions. If you're getting two, three, four, ten thousand dollars back every year, you're giving the government too much money. Start figuring out what your retirement number is going to be. Somewhere around age thirty, you should have an idea. When I was eighteen, my idea was for I want a million dollars by age eighteen. No, by age thirty-five. Million dollars could pay you forty thousand dollars a year. I figure I can go sell oranges on the beach. Live the beach lifestyle. Right? But I don't think $40,000 sounds like that much more much money anymore. When I was 18, it was enough. One in 10 Americans have done the math to figure out how much they need to save for retirement. Financial advisors generally recommend saving enough to replace 80% or more of your income. That means if you make $80,000 a year, you're going to need to save at least $2.1 million. Now, you can go out and go to a rave and spend all your money. You can quit your 401k because you're going to hit it big on stock options. But if you're wrong, you're in trouble. There's a lot of great services out there to help you with your 401k choices. Now, if you have a 401k or 403b or 457, there's sources like Morningstar, Financial engines. A lot of times, if you have an account at TD Ameritrade or Fidelity, they, too, offer free seminars and online information, webinars. Seriously, spend some time with us. Because when you're 60 to 100, you're going to wish you had. Alicia Munnell, Director of Boston College's Center for Research on Retirement. If you put aside 9% of your income into a retirement account, it's grossly inadequate. Someone who starts saving at age 35, they plan to retire at 67, they expect a 4% return, you need to save 18% of your salary. 
Some people recommend saving as much as 25% of your income. That's a lot, right? But I want to go to Mexico. But ma'am, I want cheesy poofs. People grossly undersave. I'm all about the online bank. I'm all about, you know, going all digital as fast as possible so everything I have is centrally located. Credit cards are great for rewards. Credit cards are great for tracking spending. Credit cards are not great for carrying a balance. Repete, repete. If you find yourself looking at Kate Milton and going, man, she's stylish. You have too much time on your hands. In my opinion, if you find yourself twittering out a picture of you Kaepernicking, you've got too much time on your hands. You know, the biggest bang for your buck on credit cards, retailer-specific credit cards, just so you know. Um, what else do we have? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Find your perfect piece of plastic. Bankrate.com, NerdWallet, CreditCards.com, IndexCreditCards.com. All great places to figure out what type of credit card is, is appropriate for you. Do you want low interest rates? Do you want? Do you spend a lot on food? Do you spend a lot on gas? Bank policies vary. This is important for you to know. So check out your ATM fees. It killed me. It killed me. When I went to do a, a good friend who banks at Bank of America, she would use her card at Wells Fargo to get money. And what was even worse about it, she'd get like 40 bucks. And she's spending like 4 bucks to get 40 bucks. I'm like, that's 10% to get your own money. But you could walk across the street and, and get it for free. Oh, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. If you have never considered a credit union, consider credit union. You can find me online, robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, much, much more. We have a down market today. We have an up year so far, and up January 10 to pretend good things. We'll take a break here. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. Earnings season. Love this time of year. Hartford Financials amongst the stocks to watch today. Their big insurance company, their chairman and CEO, underwent successful surgery during the holidays to remove a small brain tumor. 
He'll be back in the office today. How does it make you feel as a shareholder? Good, bad. Don't care. Chuck Schwab, also known as Charles Schwab, planning to provide daily per share market values for domestic money market funds. Federated and Fidelity made similar announcements, joining Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, and others who did so earlier in the week. UPS is abandoning its $6.9 billion takeover of Amsterdam's T&T Express. They ran into massive resistance with the European antitrust regulators. Microsoft released notes this morning that basically, uh, well, Gartner released the notes, but it plays into Microsoft. PC shipments declined 4.3% during the fourth quarter. Consumers increasingly favored tablets and smartphones. Oracle released an emergency update for Java. Basically, the United States government said, disable this piece of software. Apple's cutting orders for the iPhone 5 LCD panels nearly in half because of weak demand. So it says a Japanese newspaper. AIG is suing Maiden Lane 2, the investment vehicle created in New York, basically in 2008 to buy residential mortgage-backed securities from AIG. The dispute centers around AIG's right to sue insurers of mortgage debt that went sour. Flower Foods is in the news today. They're buying Wonder Bread and other bread brand units from bankrupt hostess. Hostess has not yet announced buyers for its snack business, but it's expected to do so within weeks. Hostess ho-hos. I don't know. I just, I'm not going to say it bums me out, but I guess it bums me out, the whole hostess stories. Each call's in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Coca-Cola's going to join the obesity debate. They're going to start running commercials on CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News saying, you know, look, we've been cutting calories in our drinks for years. And it's not a soda problem. It's a how much calorie problem people are consuming. New York City this year is setting to put a cap into effect on the size of soft drinks sold at restaurants, movie theaters, sports arenas, and other ventures. PepsiCo, the number two soda maker, recently signed a wide-ranging endorsement deal with pop singer Beyonce. Critics called the singer to drop or donate money to help fund health initiatives. So the media companies are saying, we haven't done a good enough job telling our story. You know, again, who do we blame? Do we blame the companies or do we blame the mom and dads for putting the sugary drinks in their kids' hands? Seriously. Home prices are expected to rise 6% in 2013. They rose 7.5% last year. Same forces that helped propel prices last year will be in play this year, including improved housing demand fueled by good affordability. Fewer foreclosed homes for sale and a low inventory of unsold homes. Healthy jump in home prices in 2012 was really a huge surprise. A lot of people thought it was going to be 2012, 2015. I was in that, that camp, but I was in that camp since 2007, 2008, so cut me a little slack that I was a little... And again, it depends on what market you're in too, right? Prices were helped last year by fewer distressed home sales. Sales of bank-owned homes fell more than 20% to 600000 Short sales also made up more of the overall home sales last year. So rising home sales could encourage more sellers to list their homes for sale. Right now, there's just a 4.8-month supply as of November. That's a pretty low level. 
That makes it a buyer uh, seller's market for sure. You know, home in Bakersfield, where I was telling you earlier that there's a bit of an oil boom. We get six to 12 offers. Two years ago, you could have given it away for half price. Stockton needs a desk to start looking for oil underneath their uh, underneath their feet. Like bad markets need to find something good to see. So one thing that I, I like to do is continually try to push you to become a better investor. You know, try to get a raise this year. If you can't make money in the stock market, which you should be able to, if you can't save money, if you can't budget yourself and cut things out. Try to get a raise. You know, employers know that they're paying more for your health care. Trust me, health care costs are out of control. They have been for 10 years, but and I sound like a broken record. So a lot of companies are like, I'm not giving you a raise. I'm paying for your health care. Shut up and get out of my office. There's truth to that. There's a lot of high-paid moonlighting gigs. Law, psychology, copywriting, information tech. And same in security. One area that I think you can help yourself financially is manage your time better. Seriously, if you're twittering, tweeting pictures of yourself doing a Kaepernick pose or a Tebow pose, or if you find yourself at a rave over the age of 15, okay, I'll say over the age of 18, you're probably not doing something right with your time. If you find your DVR has more than three or four shows that you like, you're probably watching too much TV. If you want to be financially successful. $100 a month between the ages of 21 and 41 creates a nest of about $470,000 by age 67. If you get an 8% return. Waiting until age 41, it's just 60000 So can you find $100 a month now while you're young and beautiful? Get your calls on the air today. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, or Facebook fan page, Cron4 Rob Black. And you can also find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. I put all my video work there. I tweet links to seminars, often at massive discounts. Um, stay in touch. Stay in tune. This set, the seminar, it's coming up in early February. No discounts this time. I'm trying to wean people off that last second sign up rather than sign up early. Which calls the air? It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. talk show host Bill Wattenberg. I'll bet you'd rather plan your vacation than think about your financial plan. Who wants to study asset allocation or read financial reports when you can check the weather in Hawaii? Pat Fatucci is one guy who can help you with your financial plan. Pat and I have done many seminars together over the years. Check for upcoming seminars. His website is don't... Join us.
Joining us for Off the Cuff with Rob Black and Friends. A co-host casual networking mix. Where you can mingle with top professionals in the world of money and business. Some of Rob's friends include respected pros in the fields of real estate, investing, money managers, entrepreneurs, techies, and more. Black Wednesday at Bistro at the Park inside the Lafayette Park Hotel and Spa. 3287 Mount Diablo Boulevard in Lafayette. We'll see you Wednesday, February 6th at 5 p.m. Black Wednesday, Off the Cuff with Rob Black and Friends. From AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking finances, money, investing, and much, much more. What do you want to talk about? Anything you want to. We can. Uh, there's a lot of big stories out there today. Last night, Golden Globes. We talk about. No, we're not going to talk Golden Globes. I will stick by my guns and say that we should talk money, investing, and more. I do like the respite. I do like the break that Hollywood gives us. But mm, I don't know. For me, I'd rather talk about what's happening today. We've got a negative start to the day on two of the markets. Keep in mind the markets are trending higher for the year. As January goes, so goes the whole year. Yet we are also seeing something new happen in the last couple of days. It's going to have people pretty freaked out. Payroll tax hike is taking a new bite out of people's paychecks. Earning 2% less than you did the year before freaks some people out. Temporary cut in Social Security withholdings gave Americans hundreds of extra dollars to spend over the past two years. But Congress allowed that break to expire during the wrangling over the fiscal cliff, meaning the Social Security taxes have reverted to the 6.2% of salary from the temporary 42 Consumers remain pretty tentative, pretty questionable right now. They're fragile. You know, an accountant in Salt Lake City recently received her first 2013 paycheck, and she realized she's going to take home $250 less every month. That's a lot of money for some people. So plan your life a little bit more carefully. Suddenly say, you know, I'm going to stop buying diapers at CVS and start buying them at Costco. So 
Will we see this cut back? Will this be part of the negotiations? So Obama says, okay, Republicans, I'll give you a cut in Medicare spending, but you got to help the average American who's getting hit on this one. I don't know. Other big stories of news today, UPS is withdrawing its $6.9 billion takeover of TNT Express. Every time I see the word TNT, I almost have to go, oi, oi. So uh, ultimately what you have there is European Commission throwing up too many hurdles. Of the 27 SP 500 companies that reported quarterly earnings last week, 81% beat expectations, 67% posted a profit increase. So the bar has been lowered pretty aggressively on earnings. This week, next week, two big earnings weeks. Goldman Sachs, eBay, GE are all going to report this week. Fed Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke, he's speaking today at 1 West Coast time. Apple down right around 500 right now, a level that should bring in value investors. I own shares of Apple. Um, is it panic time? I don't think so. One year ago today, it was a $400 stock. Now it's a $505 stock. Up 25% in that year. I don't think you need to panic. I think you need to understand that some companies have to consolidate. And it's okay. You know, the iPhone is still a pretty good product. It's pretty well liked. They have some problems with iTunes. They have some problems with Maps. They have some problems with some of the other services, which is a big problem. Hmm. (laughs) Pretty Spears. Looks like she's going to be the next star to get a three-year stint in Vegas for $100 million. So before you quit like Britney Spears quit, ask some questions. Do you have other job prospects? You know, a lot of people really regret not being in the right place at the right time in the mid-90s when the dot-com companies kept going and blowing up and Stock options were going through the roof. Some of them quit their jobs late, tried to get into another dot-com, and only found out that the party was over. How is quitting perceived in your career? In my career of media and finance, the media part of it, it's damaging to quit. It's damaging to quit and potentially hurt an advertiser. So Brittany quits The Voice. Is it going to impact my mental health to quit is a great question to ask. I'm not the kind of guy who could sit around and watch Oprah and Anderson Cooper. I could for a week, but then I would be so insanely bored. So before you quit, think about your mental health. And if you sense you're going to get fired, try not to get fired. Don't quit. You know, I'm an inherent believer that people want to be helpful. 
So go ask your boss, hey, is there anything else I can do to improve my performance? I appreciate your feedback. That may be just enough. At least they know now that you know that your best wasn't good enough. Because Lord knows you're not getting anywhere. Okay. Jodie Foster was bizarre last night. Just throwing it out there for you. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, hilarious. Will Ferrell, fantastic. Steven Spielberg's next big project called Robo Apocalypse. Um, canceled. Not going to happen. So if you're looking for Robo Apocalypses, there you go. Oxygen Network's got probably the worst conceived show ever. Worse than Honey Boo Boo. Now, again, I'm actually I'm digging the mom from Honey Boo Boo for putting all the money that the t- uh, station's paying her in trust funds for her kids. But Oxygen has a, a, a show called All My Baby Mamas. Could that just be like the worst thing in the world to put on television? I don't know. To me, it just seems like we've hit lower than low. I know. How is that possible? I don't even know if it's possible, but we've hit lower than low. Look, people, I love you. All I'm looking for is a little love back. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. South Park Creator is going to start their own studio, $300 million studio. It's a pretty well-funded studio. Swatch is buying jewelry business of Harry Winston. Remember Swatches from the 80s? You're listening to me, Rob Black. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. I try to be as poignant as possible. I try to be as honest as possible. It doesn't always come out that way. Um, try to show you how to make money. You know, the best thing you can do is be young and max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457. The worst thing you can do is pretend that you don't have a retirement issue, because you do. Pretend that you don't have a kid issue, because you do. Pretend that you don't have a college funding issue, because you do. So that's what I try to focus on. Kids aren't cheap. They are not cheap. With that said, are they wonderful? Wonderful little buckets of germs. Are they all that in a bucket of chicken? They probably are. They really are. But they're also expensive. You know, I was, uh, gosh, I hate even saying this out loud. I was boot in a boot this weekend. And I saw what I would refer to as one of the worst mothers of all time. And I know you're going to say, this makes you incredibly opinionated, Rob. I just don't think you should ever yell at children under the age of three. 
I don't think she'd ever scream. I'm not a Scientologist. I'm not like, noise is bad for kids. But you're the one in control. You're the parent. Stop yelling at the kid. Stop it. Just because your life didn't turn out the way you wanted it to doesn't mean that you should ruin theirs. SP 500 is lower by 2. Dow up 10. NASDAQ down 11. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Let's talk a little loaded variable annuities and annuities in general. Uh, these are products that are sold to people. They, they preach safety. They preach protection. Uh, they tend to say you don't have to invest in the crazy stock market. What are your thoughts on loaded variable annuities? Most of the promises are smoke and mirrors. So people buy these things because they talk about guarantees of 5 or 6%. So they think their principal is guaranteed. And it's not the case. It's an income for life guarantee. And because of balanced portfolio, even over this last what's decade, different? What's the difference? Well, a principal guarantee means if you have you know, 6% guarantee in 10 years, if you want to cash out and the market's fallen 20%, you're going to have your original investment plus a 6% return. You can cash in a check and walk away with your money. Okay. That's not the case. If you want the guarantees that come with a variable annuity, you have to create an income stream at retirement. And so you don't it's, – it's not walk-away money. It's income-for-life money, all right? Number two, you're paying for that guarantee. The fees inside those variable annuities are often, you know, 1.5% to 2% just for the insurance cost of the fee plus the internal cost of the funds that you're investing in. So loaded variable annuities often have fees of about 3% a year. Okay. Um, which is a significant hit to your overall portfolio in the long run. Now, I use a no-load variable annuity for a portion of my bond investments, right? but only a small portion. Having all of the money in there is going to cost you a lot of principal in the long run, and your heirs a lot of mo- money when you pass away. So variable annuities, the problem with them is that you know they're sold to people. They say, here's this great investment, so I'll help you manage the money, and here's these income guarantees or death benefit guarantees. You pay for the guarantee. The person sells it to you, and they disappear because they've got to go find the next you to sell to. They make all their money up front. Right. Right. And then you're stuck in a deal for six to ten years. So you're stuck in a deal, and mathematically, you know, if you give them $100,000, they're guaranteeing that they'll give you $6,000. They're guaranteeing that income. That's not what they're guaranteeing. They're not, it's not a principal guarantee. It's an income for life starting at age, say, well, 65. Okay, and that income is 6% of 100000 Yes. So they're guaranteeing 6000 Right. Okay, that's the basic. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to get people all on the same page with this concept. Um, what have you got in annuity? A, do you call the insurance company and say, I, I need this explained to me in human terms? What's your first step to determine if you keep it or don't keep it? Uh, well, the first one is, when did you buy it, and are there surrender charges? So you're getting your statement, and they say, here's your account value, and here's your surrender value. Um, a lot of times, if you bought one, unfortunately, you're going to have to stay in it until the surrender charges go away. Okay. And then you're free to move it. So if there's a gain in the contract... Um, you can do a 1035 exchange to a no-load version and avoid paying taxes on the gain. If it's an IRA, then you can do whatever you want. You can just transfer it to another IRA or, or whatever there may be. But if there's a gain, you have to realize that. Um, let's say you took taxable dollars and you invested in an annuity, variable annuity, and you've lost money in it. Well, if you cash it out, there's a way to write off the loss is a miscellaneous itemized deduction, but there's AMT tax issues there that you have to talk to your tax advisor about. But a lot of times you just have to look at your statement, say, are there surrender charges, and when do those go away? And as soon as they go away, or maybe even a year early as they decline in value, it might be an issue of you might want to leave two years early because it's a pay-if-you-stay or a pay-if-you-go type of a scenario. Right. Fees are really high. 
But there's all sorts of no-load variable annuities that you could 1035 exchange to without, you know, and then it's t- totally liquid, 100% liquid. For Where can you find these annuities that you would want to transfer into? Because my general concept is I don't like working with other human beings on financial products right. when it comes to insurance. And insur- annuities are insurance. So, therefore, I don't want to work with a human. I want to work with a company like uh, USAA. Do they do annuities? Does Yeah, I mean, the, but the only reason, in my opinion, to be in a variable annuity, a no-load variable annuity, is for a, a bond-like guarantee income for life. And okay. so uh, the the ones that are out there, you can go to emeritusdirect.com, Vanguard has one. Okay. And those are really the ones that are, are decent. And I, in fact, you know, they're changing though, because they change how they charge on the the fees. So uh, a lot of times people really can't just do it on their own. It's a, it's the most confusing financial product that's out there. Contact you, or is that not something you want people doing? Oh yeah, I mean, if people you know have an annuity as part of their overall portfolio and they're worried about it and they think they got sold a you know basically a pile of garbage and they want some help on you know should I stay, should I go? What are the no-load options out there? By all means, yeah, chat at chadperton.com if you want to shoot me a scenario. That's something we should start a business on, pileofgarbage.com. <laughs> Pileofgarbageannuities.com. So Emeritus, you brought up that name. I don't think that's a name that most people are familiar with. They're the no-load insurance pioneer. Really? Yeah, so you can even get permanent life insurance through a company like that um, that's you know no-load. So if you're in this life insurance policy for three years and you don't like it anymore, you don't need it anymore, you can get out your cash value without surrender charges. You know, when you bring up Pioneer, I think of the Go West young man and the Pioneers and things along those lines. Yeah. I figure I'm pretty pleased that I was born when I was born because if I was a Pioneer, I would have been the, the first guy shot with the arrow. Mm. You know how the all, Pioneers are all in the stagecoaches and they're all, you know, uh, in their covered wagons and then a, an arrow comes over the horizon and it hits someone. And then everybody knows to hide after exactly. after you got hit. I'm going to be the puffy target that gets deflated. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I got in the business almost 20 years ago, and my you know my grandfather was selling annuities at banks for years. Back then, capital gains were at 27%. So annuities were a great next bet after your IRAs. Roths weren't around yet. And if we see an increase in capital gains tax, annuities will become attractive again and if they go up over 25%. That's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I hate Rob Black, or Facebook fan page, Cron for Rob Black. You can also find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Let's take a break here. You're Rob Black in your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Rob Black. That's 800-481-0100. Certain terms and conditions apply. CSLB number 935263. Call Rob Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. La, la, la. Oh, the microphone's on. Um, with that said, um, Rob Black, hope you're well. I am. Um, so much to talk about. Seriously, so much to talk about. 
I enjoy what I do enormously, and I'll try to cram in as much as I can in this segment so that I feel like you get a plethora of content. First and foremost, Google's preparing Search 2.0. Google's kind of remained unscathed from its antitrust probe that just wound up. Google's long claimed that its recent changes are designed to give users a better, faster search experience. Google's ultimate goal is to become something of a Star Trek computer, able to directly and instantly answer users' queries. I'm always stunned by how many people don't Google Google or don't Google. They'll call me or they'll email me and say, what do you think about this? I'm like, have you ever considered Google? Google's search engine experienced a constant march forward. I like watching Google. Google's had a big run this year. See, there's kind of an ebb and flow and it's very ecologically, very environmentally, it's very, very healthy. Stocks aren't meant to go to all-time highs all the time. Me and Mark Dan in here at Cron4, we have a little bit of a fight at times. He likes to always posture kind of a, a negative, and I'll always posture a game's not over. So you could say we're both stubborn. With that said, my goal is to always see the, the, you know, at one point in time, Intel and Microsoft, they were the 800-pound gorillas of tech ecology. They're not anymore. The tech ecology is no longer operating system and semiconductor-driven. It is now in phones. It is in tablets. It is now content and experience. Services. You know, there's a company called Fab, which is pretty cool, fab.com. They will now actually go out there and find you sexy jewelry for your wife, find you sexy lingerie for your wife. They will do the shopping for you, which is pretty cool. They will find the stuff that she will like and that she will go, oh, you didn't go to Macy's, did you? It's unique. It's different. So that's kind of where the next angle on the web's going. Let's talk a little bit about that. Some of the next things in 2013 that we're going to be talking about are super high-definition televisions. Seeing the 100 and greater 4K screens at CES this year, people are blown away. Every major TV screen company was showing 4K screens. They're about four times as expensive. 42 inches now a small TV. Computer displays are getting a lot better. This year we saw a lot of innovation with the screen technology. Flexible displays, displays seem more stick. Content is moving from device to device and from screen to screen. Comcast has announced that they're going to be rolling out a set-top box that is also a router. So ultimately, you'll be able to put it in your closet, and it'll stream to your television. It'll stream to your telephone. It'll stream to your computer. And I'm like, awesome. How soon can I get it, and how much? High-end digital cameras are coming back. Digital SLRs are seeing a rebirth at a level of flexibility and sophistication that's mind-blowing. Image stabilization. Very, very cool form factor. The phablet. 
kind of like a big phone or a small tablet. There's the view that the phone is a phone and should be less than some size, and a tablet's a tablet, and it should be some size. Cable companies and satellite companies are getting better at organizing real TV. If you go to, if you have Comcast and you go to On Demand, there's some pretty good content there. And they're doing a better job now instead of like lumping networks, they just, it's alphabetical, what show do you want? You can now flag a program for transcoding to your mobile device and easily downloading it. To date, this has been almost impossible to do. DISH is particularly innovative in bringing together a very nice and high-quality multi-room, multi-device scenario. New PCs are coming in all shapes and sizes. There's just the hybrid PCs are crazy right now. Some technologies that will lose in traction, 3D. It was big last year and the year before. Storage, hard drive cages, USB drives, sticks, media storage cabinets. The cloud world that we now live in, along with seemingly unlimited storage and the devices we use, indicate the trend is going to continue. Waterproofing. I think this is a silly technology, but go for it. It seems to be slipping. Gesture-based TV. Who needs that when you can pull out your phone or your tablet and just tap, 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 tap? Design is trending towards minimalism. Mobile's the main event. Build quality is getting better and better and better. Most products now integrate with social networks, which for the record, Facebook's having a big announcement tomorrow. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Good question. Good question. South Park creators are starting a, a studio with $300 million. They're going to be able to decide if they want to do movies, TV shows. They're putting together the final release of their announcement on the studio. They just opened Book of Mormon in L.A. Merv Griffin once created a television empire that probably went to real estate and other ventures. Dick Clark did Dick Clark Productions. Ryan Seacrest, the brain behind the Kardashians. Don't underestimate these guys. Home prices forecast for up 6% this year. Some real estate agents expect a flood of foreclosed homes to hit the market. Inventories at incredibly lean levels. More Americans 75 years and older say they're going to keep working, which is just tragic. Do you know why? Because I know people who are under the age of 30 and want a job. You greedy old people keep all the jobs for yourself. 65% is the new retirement age. But a lot of Americans are working later. The number of workers who are 75 and older it's up 76% in the last two decades. We're living longer, healthier lives. The type of work that people do is not labor-intensive as it was with our parents' generation. People over 70 are terrified about not having enough money. It's still a small percentage of the workforce, but 7.6% of people over 75 are now staying in the workforce. That's up from 4.3% in 1990. But that number may actually be higher if it was easier for them to keep jobs. I know there's age discrimination. You know it and I know it. Oh, 
boy. What we got here? We got the S&P 500. Lower? Not by much. By four points. One quarter, one percent. Dow's down three. NASDAQ down 15. The three amigos could arrive. The three amigos are the three people or the three things that can move the markets this week. Morgan Stanley's earning call. CEO James Gorman's tough times means change. How many cuts? 1,600? That's a pretty big layoff. You know, seeing how the financials report will be a big one for us. Wednesday, we get Goldman Sachs. Thursday, we get Bank of America. Friday, we get Morgan Stanley. All of this happens before most people get out of bed. So we get the Fannie Mae settlement. The Bank of America said it had previously reserved about $2.7 billion for the deal. Bank of America is paying Fannie $11.6 billion, which includes buying back nearly $7 billion of loans. So Bank of America has got Bank of America has some risks for tied towards it, but it's not my kind of play. I'm more conservative. So is it going to be a beat down of banks, or is it going to be a beat out of banks? Tomorrow we also get Facebook announcing something on their campus. So will the three amigos arriving be enough? Yeah. So far this year, it's been a very, very good year for the stock market, but not for all stocks. The stock that I own, Apple, has been a loser. Today, we learned from a Japanese newspaper that they probably cut supply or demand. They cut an order. So that was kind of well-known. The company's got a very low P.E. and a dividend, so it should hold these levels or somewhere close to these levels. Keep in mind, it's up 25% in the last 52 weeks, so there's some profit to give back. Other stories that you have to know, and I think I've hit about everything. Swatch is buying luxury brand Harry Winston for $1 billion. Doesn't seem to make a lot of sense on the surface, but it's nice to see a little M&A. Don't forget, i got a Black Wednesday coming up where we'll talk things like executive sentiment, downbeat as the economy spins a wheel. UPS says they plan to call off its big acquisition of TNT Express. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. First Wednesday of every month is a Black Wednesday meet and greet. You're listening to Wall Street Business Network. AM 12 quarters in New York. I'm Charlie Pellet. Apple is slumping amid concern about iPhone sales. President Obama says the U.S. can solve the deficit issue without sacrifice. Waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemical. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
again. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Pretty interesting stories out there today. Certainly a lot to get you thinking. Whether it be how Apple is playing out. Or an Apple, for the record, uh, playing with that $500 level. Now, keep in mind, there's a place in time where you will always like a stock, and there's a place in time where you will always hate a stock. It's a weird concept, so you've got to kind of go with that right there. But if you were to take the names off companies, in theory, there's a point in time where you will always like a stock. There's a point in time where you will always hate a stock. I wasn't thrilled when Apple went from 400 to 700. I'm not thrilled that it's gone from 700 to 500. I'm thrilled that it's gone from 400 to 500, but yet there's still this sense of, ooh, what's going on? I want you to be cautious when you invest. I want you to be smart when you invest. I want you to be patient when you invest. Are you trading or are you investing? It's really up to you to decide. I don't have an answer for you. I don't pretend to have an answer for you. I like down markets enormously. I've got some cash that I'm looking to invest. I'm totally good with it. Right now, Facebook is rocking and rolling, and Google's rocking and rolling. Not so much from Apple. Can't have it all all the time. Earlier today, Facebook played with $32 a share. Still well off its 38 first day trade. Still has a huge valuation. Something's going to happen tomorrow. There's no doubt that I've said for years and years and years that at some point in time, Apple's going to end up very similar to uh, Sony. When I was a young man, Sony was all the rage. Sylvia, Sony Walkmans had to have. Man, you had to have them. There was no way around it. Now, not so much. Right? The Walkman's kind of cassette players that, uh, and CDs, portable CD players. That was just a bad idea. I mean, you had this laser reading technology and you're walking around with a CD player. I don't know. Be patient is all I throw up there. Uh, be smart. Be patient. Relax. Don't stress. Have a plan to get in. Have a plan to get out. Look for stocks that do well in good times. Look for stocks that do well in bad times. Don't think that you always have to be sitting in a 52-week high to be important. If you want to be important, you can wear around a tux, and people will be like, wow, that guy looks important. So I like looking for um, opportunity. I think I told you about six, seven months ago, I started buying more into Asia, particularly China. It had been too long, too too much that it was down. Now, again, 2004, 2006, Asia rocked. China rolled. Headed into the Olympics, then it struggled. Carnival Cruise is one of those companies that expectations are so low on. Home Depot. As home prices improve, more and more people go to Home Depot and Lowe's. Now, Lowe's is the uglier of the two right now. With that said, don't think that I don't know that uh, there's some problems with uh, these retailers. But the only retail I really like right now is retail tight towards homes. Again, 
don't hold me to that because if I were to think about it, like maybe we could say Starbucks, right? Or is that more of a restaurant in your head? But home prices up 6% last year. You better believe Home Depot has an opportunity. Lowe's has some opportunity. PetSmart has opportunity. As the economy continues to struggle, people continue to say, you know what? I got three cats. When the woman says she's got three cats, run. Now, when the woman's got Maisie the Wonder Dog, woof, woof. Or one great cat, Kit Kat. Throw a thumbs up. Three cat sign of there's going to be problems down the road. One dog, one cat, things are okay. Um, Priceline and TripAdvisor, both websites tied towards travel on a discount. They can do well. ExxonMobil, they're not going to go out of business anytime soon. Anything tied towards the disaster that was the Gulf oil spell, it could be looked at. I think Transocean is deep stock at these levels. I think there's speculation in the short term. I'd look at Transocean Rig. Am I telling you to go out and buy it? No. No. But the game is still deep sea oil drilling. As much as you hear about land drilling, deep sea is where the oil's at. So please consider, please think outside the box, if you may, if you will. Um, don't forget, i got a, a podcast this show. You can find it at kdow.biz just moments after the show ends. Or you can find it at Apple iTunes under Podcast Business Podcast, Rob Black and Your Money. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Take a break here. We'll talk soon. At 1 p.m., it's Money 101 with the focus on wealth accumulation. Rob will cover everything from insurance, 401ks, IRAs, asset allocation, good debt and bad debt, and more. Learn hints, tips, and tricks, and see how eliminating common mistakes can make a huge difference. Bring your portfolio and your questions to the Embassy Suites Hotel in Walnut Creek on February 2nd. Wealth preservation from 9 to noon, wealth accumulation from 1 to 4. Register today at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. It's the Ray Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.